I'm nibbling on your nuts. <laughs> no, so are you, to be fair. That's how's, pretty How's impressive. those nuts? Hmm. Give a fuck. Clouds. Apples. Biscuits. Religion. Fuck. 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 Desk. Migration. Films of the 1930s. Spending your money. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Fooks, where we discuss what to give a fook about, rating it from 1 to 10 on our popular fook score. I'm Marius, and next to me is... Ow. Joining Hello. 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 Halo. 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 Hello. Hallowed ground. Ooh. Thank you for having me in the studio. Thank you for being here oh, in the studio. It, it's a joy. It's a joy. I'm not going to lie. It is a joy. A joy to get together every time we do and give fooks. I love giving fooks. I love to give a fook and I also like to actively not give a fook. True. When I'm walking around, I'm like, give a fook about that. Give a fook about that. Don't give a fook about that. True. I'm engaging my right to fook. Word. Word up. <laughs> I regret saying that. It's fine. Yeah. I regret it anyway, though. Okay. Well, Word. You you can wear that with shame mm-hmm. whilst you sip your I give tea. a fook about it. Yeah. Oh, mm, interesting. Appro- wrong appropriation of language. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to have a sip of my coffee. I'll take a sip of my tea. I do enjoy my coffee. Silence. That was a good tea. That's delicious coffee that I brought from home and didn't buy in at Benjamin's a retail th- outlet. <laughs> in Benjamin's Thermos. He's that sounds like a prog rock band. <laughs> Benjamin's Thermos. <laughs> uh, yeah, my son was confused, <clears throat> Benjamin, when I was putting coffee into his thermos. He's like, I'm not drinking yeah, coffee. Yeah, you were, I, I, I want coffee. This is Danny's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Kids and coffee. That's uh, Kids and coffee. Uh, KNC. Kids and coffee. Well, actually, there's a there's a possible topic there because it reminds me of a thing in a cafe I saw in Holland that said unattended children will be given a double espresso and a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> but then I've seen it in other places, which means it's a mass-produced thing. Mm. Which kind of annoys me because yeah. it's like a sentiment on a greeting card where you say, "Oh, that's so that's so relevant to my life and specific to my whole personal situation," <laughs> and then you realise it's been printed a million times. Yeah, and that kind of hollows out your soul a little bit. Only a little bit, though. Just a little bit. Just enough for you to feel it. Right. Annoying. Mighty, mighty Marius. 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 Cancer. <laughs> um, where? Shall we begin our adventure today? Multitasking. Multitasking? Mm-hmm. You were quick in there. Yeah. Quick like a rabbit. Yeah. Multitasking. I'm done. Right. <laughs> Bye. That was, quick out. that was super yeah. efficient. Multitasking. Ten. Out. Okay. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Okay. Flesh, flesh it out a bit. Do you multitask? Do you think we should multitask? The social stereotype says, as we are men, we are crap at multitasking. Yeah. Um, I am not sure if I'm good at multitasking or if I do multitask. I feel I am... And what defines multitasking? That's a good one. Define it for me. Like, what do you see as multitasking? I mean, you can do... You can't do, like, multiple things at the same time and... Not to a consistent level. Ending up being a good result. Hmm. 
I mean, you can, when I'm at work, mm. I listen to podcasts or music and I clean windows mm. at the same time. Is, does that define as multitasking? I'm not sure. Because if I didn't listen to music mm. or podcasts, mm. I would clean windows and just my mind would keep spinning. Mm. Like a wheel. Like a... Spinny spin wheel. Wheel of fortune. Mm. But I couldn't I couldn't have been cleaning windows and writing something. Mm. That would have been like uh, oh, proper multitasking. Oh, you're saying so like the, the parameters for what multitasking could be as a general phrase would need to be a lot more like literally doing more than you, one you, you act. Can, you can do things at the same time, but you can't do things at the same time. Mm. I think it's often mistaken for for being able to prioritize different things at the time in which you're doing them. Yeah. Um, which maybe, and we might get a, a comment or two one way or the other for this, but the historical stereotype is that women are better at multitasking. Um, I would say that that perhaps falls in line with women uh, having had to prioritize accordingly when they were in a more domestic situation in the golden age of uh, terrible stereotypes for families when man would get up and eat breakfast and go to work and be depressed and work and come home and say, (laughs) where's my dinner? Where's my dinner? And the lady would get up and get kids off to school and then clean the house and do laundry and then get kids home and make dinner and make dinner for husband and and there is that idea that you're kind of multitasking like several different things that need doing and can be broken down into component parts and you know at what point you can do step four of a laundry process step seven of a food making process step three of a collecting kids or whatever and that i think if you can apply that to work things um then multitasking is something we can all do but we maybe all have our own way of doing it but you're doing it single task at a time Mm. in different orders Mm. like you said you're doing step one of cooking food you're doing step two of laundry and then you're Jumping back to step. It's not like you're knitting and making spaghetti bolognese at the same time. <laughs> then you could knit with the pasta, to be to be fair. Knit yeah, the spaghetti and then serve the whole thing on a plate. Here's a pasta sweater I made for you <laughs> with this uh, fabulous... Careful, it's hot. <laughs> Don't actually put it on. <laughs> yeah, you nibble. Have a nibble. It'll all fall apart. Meatballs on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Vegan meatballs. Um... No, but I see your point. I think it's it's kind of nice breaking that down a little bit because you're not... And is it efficient to multitask? Mm. Would the result be good enough to present to... Mm. As this is something I've done. Mm. Are you proud of your work mm. with the multitasking? Yeah. I wrote this essay whilst I was also cleaning the fish tank. I mean... And reading another book or a good example of multitasking is... Just a quick side note, I listened to an audiobook recently and they said a Microsoft study research found that attempting to focus at more than one priority at a time reduce productivity by as much as 40%. 
and it also says the people who multitask most frequently think they're actually the best at it and in fact they're the worst at it. All the evidence we have suggests that people who multitask the most actually are least capable of any important aspects of multitasking. Back to the podcast. Talking on the phone Mm. and being like online reading news Mm. you can't concentrate on two things at the same time that's an also an interesting one because you're doing essentially you're perhaps doing an injustice or a disservice to the task by trying to do more than that thing at one time you're trying to be efficient but you're uh, you're failing at it very inefficient because you're not really doing any of the one thing so you might feel like you've been efficient but none of the constituent parts have been done to the degree that done in its own right Mm -hmm. you would have desired i i think that there's i I don't know when i think of if i multitask i i don't know i tend to think of it a little bit more like um especially when i'm at work when uh, when i'm at ostehuset and there's I'm very lucky to have had experience in lots of different areas of the business and the location. And when it's really, really busy everywhere, I feel it's not possible to do like a multitask. I will do that, that, that. It's almost adopting an entirely different way of operating. And you end up, I feel like a like, like um, Ganesh with lots of arms. And each arm is responsible for a different thing. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like the dance of performing those different things to the degree to which they need to be done for the entirety to keep happening is what's necessary. Because I can't sit and give that person a tasting of some delicious cheese or a nice wine one-on-one because there's another hundred people there. And I can't... Uh, give the life story of the producer of that particular food because, again, there's 10 other people in the queue waiting. So it means this prioritizing has to happen again where you have to say, okay, to what degree can I do this? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think it would be right, as you as you point out, saying that you can do justice 100%. You would, you would do, if you had a task you had to do, you would do it so you could present it proudly, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, this is something I did while I was doing another thing. Hmm. It might not be as good as I want it, but here's the result. How would we apply multitasking to maybe how other people are considering it? Do you think people are sitting in their offices or sitting thinking about their working situations or home situations and trying to think whether they're good at multitasking? Driving and looking at your phone? Is an absolute That's trying to be efficient yeah but that's a multitasking you should not do that's a fook fail that's a fook fail that's a that is you being a a real tool yeah Uh, or a fool or a fool 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 you big fool you gooseberry fool and 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 there's that temptation to think you are being efficient just following along on that thread of conversation or an oh, email or a phone call. It's rush traffic, rush hour, so I'm just gonna like check yeah. my email or. Well, as I sit in my ah uh, hunking death machine. Yeah, <laughs> we're not very positive about cars. Nope. <laughs> um, 
So multitasking is, is it something we should consider we can get better at or something we should just uh, take that stress and pressure off us and just not I even I don't think be... we should multitask. No. We should single task. Mm, that's nice. Focus at one thing. Focus. Focus on one thing. <laughs> get it done mm. and start your next thing. Well, that would be the goal. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something like... I've learned through artwork as well is that maybe you don't, you don't paint two paintings at the same time. Ah, but you can, and many. Well, that's a good point. I mean, you'd be surprised, and I like the way you assume that one doesn't paint two. But if an artist, for example, is asked, you can't do it simultaneously again. Oh, what you mean, like literally at the same time? Yeah. A lot of artists, when often when they're asked to do group, sh- uh, not a group show, a solo show. And, for example, I got the chance to meet Bjarne Melgor recently, who's a Norwegian artist, painter, and he had an exhibition here in Stavanger. He's also had big exhibitions in Oslo and other parts of Norway and in the States and stuff. And his work is in such demand, and it sells from collections at quite a higher rate, that he's one of these artists that got a, had booked in the opportunity to do an exhibition at BGE here in Stavanger. Yeah. And he more or less had to paint the entire show in a month because he didn't then have the previous works to bring with because they'd all gone off to other collections. Mm. So an artist in that situation will have to have maybe 15, 20 big canvases in a studio space and they will have to paint them more or less at the same time, which will mean applying the same colour paint to maybe more than one canvas as they're going from the same pot at the same walk around. True. I would almost though class that but as he would doing the on one, one task pa- of those paintings. Yeah. It's not like a multiple task. It's not like those paintings are wildly different. And that's something you can say about efficiency and also whether it's successful as or not as to the caliber of each painting as a work of art in itself. Undeniably, you create a body of work. But are you creating several iconic individual standalone pieces and i've tried to paint big canvases before and multitask with different materials and ideas on one canvas and move on to another i think they create interesting pictures but i also think you sacrifice the focus and meditative quality on a singular aspect which i'm trying to learn now more in reference to like the dutch school of doing a study of a hand or a study of a piece of fruit like caravaggio piecing a painting together gently by studying the face, the arm, the hand, the piece of cloth, and assembling something beautifully yeah. out of considered parts. So I think in that situation, the idea of multitasking, you just have to throw it out the window. You just have to do it properly at every stage. Multitasking? Mm, four? Two. Wow. Yeah. I think it's worth being challenged enough to feel like you're doing it and to see when you have to play the game uh, again as a parent i can say that you'll spend the first couple of years thinking you're multitasking and trying to do all the things and then realize you should just be sitting with your child and do the other stuff later yeah right uh, you see people or ask in. them to help you involve them in the task yeah, but right? don't lock them out in the illusion that you can efficiently do all of these things piecemeal bit by bit because it just is a uh, it's inefficient as you say you think it's efficient but it's really not. So I'm going to give it... I'll, I'll stay with the four just for the hell of it, just to say it's a, a learning curve to see where it occurs mm-hmm. and to try and tackle it. But yeah, 
over and above that, it's more embracing that, as you said, to do things single-taskedly. Single-taskedly? <laughs> nope. Good topic, man. I Thank like you. like that. Really? Single-tasking for life. Single-tasking for life. <laughs> Marnius, can you help me? With- no. Nope. I can't. I'm folding my black t-shirts into a mountain of black t-shirts. <laughs> Into an obelisk. It's my uniform. Yeah. And so it should be. Yeah. I, I've told myself I should actually be wearing more colour these days. I just forgot this morning. Yeah. You're wearing green socks. I'm though. wearing green socks. That's true. I do like colourful socks. Anybody yeah. who knows me knows colourful socks are lovely. Part lovely. Of, a lovely part of my day. Yep. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'd like to introduce my Fook topic of today. It's very welcome. With a poem. Whilst up in the mountains, this isn't the poem, this is the intro, uh, recently, as is my luxury, I got to go to a cabin in the mountains and babbling brooks and streams and nature and loveliness and time with my wife and what do I do but get stuck in a thought line of stress and depression and all these sorts of things and I write something along the lines of All the life on earth, many millennia, that came to be oil. Exploited by new evolutions, expended past, commodified existence. We too will be a layer in the earth, subsumed into the dark embrace. Who will find and exploit our remains? Will any of us exist to see it? So my topic is oil. 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 In also in a city, in a country that has benefited very much from the wealth of oil. Do we give a fook about oil? Have we given a fook too much as societies? Or how are we really missing the existential nightmare that oil actually is? What do you feel about it? Have you got any immediate thoughts there? Nice poem, by the way. Thanks, man. It's more just like a line of slightly bleak thoughts, but <laughs> <laughs> so is most of poetry. It sounded very clever. Thanks, man. Yeah. I could read the ingredients on a pack of noodles and make it sound like a poem. I can imagine. <laughs> we should try that once. We'll try that. Yeah. Uh, have I given oil any thoughts? Hmm. Mm, not unless my oil lamp is on. Interesting. On my car. Hmm. Then I think, hmm. I should probably get some oil. Mm-hmm. Or do I have oil beneath my seat or is it empty? Mm-hmm. So many questions. And should I, f- I stop here? Should I go to a place where I can get it cheaper? Mm-hmm. Should I do it right away? Should I stay or should I go? Uh, that puts us or puts, puts you, us. Puts you in a sort of a luxury situation having this refined oil thing in your motor vehicle asking whether you stop here or keep chuntering along to the point at which this essential mineral mineral part to your developed life can continue i don't know the reason why i wrote the poem i think i was reading or i I was reading the a book that i mentioned uh in episode two Uh, (laughs) I didn't know where you were going there for a minute Um, the Italo Calvino book Cosmocomics about the dawn of time and there's something about dinosaurs in there and my son's really into dinosaurs and my daughter too 
I think they're so important. I cannot believe dinosaurs lived for about 150 million years, all in all. That's a I long mean, as a time bracket, ago. bear in mind there's still descendants of them today. What were our descendants doing at that point? Um, or our ancestors? And what happened before? But that, I mean, 150 million years of the biggest creatures ever to walk the earth en masse in so many ways and shapes and forms. And I. I cannot believe when thinking about that that obviously humans live for a long time without really knowing about them so we're super fortunate to know that they existed um apparently the chance for a fossil to grow or to be found is so rare the conditions have to be very special so of those 150 million years of animals i mean just think how many big skeletons of dra- uh, dragons. <laughs> oh, we're talking about dragons Yeah, here. we might as well be. Yeah. But have Dungeons been found uh, Game of Thrones? But how many have been found on ratio to how many there have been? And of course, the oil is partly uh, a residual element of a lot of those creatures from the sea and creatures of the earth organic matter of past eons on this planet pressed and rarefied as the flora and fauna developed and other species continued after their extinction and what has it become it's really fascinating though black fuel exploited by us burnt off for energy refined for things of luxury and and uh folly and pollution the the fact that the past organic inhabitants of this planet have become a substance that can via man be burnt to pollute a planet thus damaging that living place is beyond mind-bending yeah uh, and it's that's what started to think in so i'm like i give a fook about oil on this level but i really really i'm quite anti what it stands for what it's doing yeah yeah to the environment. To the environment, what it has done to economies in a way that it has allowed them to inflate and grow to an extent that greed and money has been so tied up with it. Again, it's like handing blood back and forward of of our planet uh, for, for, for monetary worth. And uh, it just, I don't know, it really struck me as like seeing it the wrong way around. Hmm. Um, so I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of caught. I don't know whether I really really care about it on one level and really not on another. It's a challenge to find a Fuchs score on that one. What do you think? Have I thought too much about it? Maybe because, hmm. like you say, on on one side we have made ourselves depending on it, hmm. and on the other side we are damaging the environment. Yeah, how dare we? I feel. Yeah, right? Imagine 100 years ago. Yeah. They, 200 years ago, maybe? Maybe. When did they start? To be honest, I can't, I'm not going to hold my hands up and say I know no. properly. How... But imagine when they didn't have cars. Mm. They just used horses or mm. whatever to get around. And think of that accelerated development. Poof. Unreal in terms of population, industry, personal uh, mobilization. And it's like the electrical movement comes along to solve, to a degree, a part of that. But, but is it really, though? Well, there's also all the lubrication, 
easy now, listeners. I'm not talking about that kind of lubrication. <laughs> but lubric- hey, whoa, lubricate. This is a family show. Uh, lubrication for pistons and joints and engine parts, moving parts as they are formed from metals and alloys and stuff, need a lot of the time oils to move uh, easily, properly. Otherwise, it's just like rubbing rocks together. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know whether we're out of the woods on that one by any means. Um, I don't know if anybody out there knows whether sustainable energies or wave technology or any of the Tesla-based stuff actually can function without a connection to the oil production uh, in its machineries and stuff. Maybe drop us a line or give us a give us a heads up on that one. Um so do I give a fook about oil? That's a hard one. Yeah, really. Um, they Just for anybody listening, outside Stavanger, this is also called Olybian because of it was chosen by a body in the 70s. The to, oil capital. The oil capital. Of twinned with te- Houston, Texas. Yeah. Uh, to be the prime oil uh, producing, promoting... Uh, site in Norway and obviously the Oljefon which is the money that the country has uh, accumulated from that is a huge part of the national wealth it is the national wealth Yeah. Um, so I think it gives a head scratcher uh, thank you for that you're welcome ooh, cool. ooh. Um, we gotta pick a score pick a score 4.5 4. I'm not sure yeah I'm even though, like I said, we're depending on it mm. for various reasons. Mm. It's there should be the view of life without it, yeah, and some period of awareness, almost mourning for what it actually is and what its use and the consequences are. Um, so maybe at that with that way, I'm going to say six point five. Because I'm going to say it's more about awareness uh, of what it is and what it symbolizes. But I'm also saying if it's being considered in the way of the wealth creator and the uh, the the luxury provider that it has been, then it needs to be scrutinized. Yeah. Uh, so here the Fuchs score has been put to the test. For sure. Fuchs sure. Fuchs sure. <gasps> Oof, God, God, I feel like I've just had a massive workout. Yeah. I'm knackered after that. That was heavy duty. Oof, Oof. That, was, Oof. that was quite something. Yeah. Right, let's keep up the pace or switch the pace. Whatever we do. Let's change the oil. Let's change the oil in this Oof. beast. Um, you mentioned smartphones the other day. Yeah. That's something I've actually written down Okay. as a topic. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about smartphones. Let's talk about smartphones. Has it become too much? Yeah. Without a doubt? Yeah. Oh, my gut response is yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the word smart is a bit of a sarcastic it's element not, to though. it too. I, I mean, mean, the device is advanced. Yeah. But it doesn't make me smarter. No. I mean, uh, you can go on Wikipedia or you can... Oh, from, from a smart, like, knowledge point of view. Yeah. Yes, um, but yeah, I get where you're coming from. It's not making us smarter in yeah, and the, there is an undeniable, as we touched on in previous episodes, the dependence 
on using them. Um, do you know what really bugs me? No. Nope. I have to almost punch myself when I do it. Is where your hand tap, goes to tap your pocket to see if you've left your phone somewhere else or whether it's on, or like in your jeans or in your jacket. God, I hate doing that. I hate catching myself do that. It's like an automatic yeah. reflection yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a um, yeah, uh, an automatic reflex. Yeah, right. As to where it is, uh, and that means it's a psychological thing first. As to, it's like a ping, ping. Where's that thing? It's like a um, uh, finding Nemo. It's like finding Nemo, basically. <laughs> Somehow we can maybe tie that together, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, have you ever seen Finding Nemo? Many times. Okay, I've only seen it once, which my family was outraged, and I had to watch it with them. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, and I don't like that smartphone thing of the tapping and the finding and the thinking and the checking. Have you have you ever felt um, like it's vibrating in your pocket and it's even not vibrating at all? No, but that's interesting. Hmm. Have you yeah. clearly? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think it is vibrating, or you're just sort of uh, you're applying that I'm, imagination? I'm to imagining. It. It. Yeah. It's, uh, I really don't like my kids seeing me use it. It's like illicit. It's like... Uh, How old are they? Six and three. Does the oldest one have a phone? Hell no. Hell no. And she will not have one for a good few years to come. That's good. If at all. Well, it might be one of those, as you said, the very simple phones. But I am sorry. I do not have such a terrible view of humanity that I will kneel down to the fact that other people give their kids mobile phones at too young an age i i i, I do not believe we are that weak as a species that we cannot promote and develop some other tools and tactics in our lives yeah. than just saying yeah there you go there's that have a pack of cigarettes once you're at it you'll get there eventually <laughs> i mean it's just it's like logical conclusionism it it, it yeah. just it's like well it's going to happen at some point so you might as well get there yeah i i here's mean a, if here's it, some beers and yeah and this i mean have we not seen the damage to some of the younger generation already in terms of their bad sleep patterns short attention spans i'm not saying that those things are naturally inherent in young kids anyway but it's because they have their bodies are popping with energy their minds are popping they can't I mean, I would be critical of the school system as well at that point. Like, it's almost mental to ask a group of 13, 14-year-olds to sit still for six hours a day in lessons. They need yeah. to be like... And the opportunity for their minds to be able to tick over like that is... Of course, it's attractive. But that's saying nothing about either the content... <laughs> Whether or not what well, the content is heavy, heavy, heavy matter, whether it's important or whether it's not important at all, and then the tendencies, as you said, with the, is it vibrating? Is something happening? Have I missed something? You haven't missed anything. The FOMO. Chill out. Fear of missing out. What's that? The FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. That's an online thing. It's true. Yeah. And guess what? What? When you're doing a thing... You're missing out on 99.9% .9 of everything else. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. That's called being alive. alive. I think I think that's healthy. It's like being bored. It's like finding stuff to do. And my, our generation need to remind ourselves of this as well. Because we've come in the middle of all of this. 
we remember a time without phones. That was so good. I still think that there's... I feel a bit outdated in that sense that I still think more about that frame of mind when we're sort of at home or doing things or when it's me time or time with my wife is that I would prefer it when if there was not that it's here now on the shelf like I don't want that I put it in the drawer leave it mine it's, is on no sound no vibration mm. and and it's uh, and it's uh, out of sight out of mind and so and we should be able to be strong and exercise that and I know that there are and shout out to the um, brother and sister of my wife who are uh, late teens early 20s respectively they grew up being more around them and they grew up with a ability to distance themselves from them as well that's very good but they also have good guidance in their parenting and some good guidelines about use uh, let's not forget that we like to do what we like to do whether it's to watch an episode of something or to catch up on a this or that or read a book or something and if we're living in an age when you need to allocate a portion of time to that to do it properly or to feel like you have done it, okay. But then set that structure and then the rest of the time is time to wander and explore and forget and find and all the other stuff that we're good at as... The world will move on yeah. whether we have the smartphone in our hands or not. I also wonder, what do you think comes next? Like, are... Super intelligent phones... I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't know. I almost, I I'm almost. There's a tiny bit of me thinking, just like wait it out. They'll just, they'll just stop. There'll just be something else that fills the void, or we'll realize it's all a big mistake, and things will simplify a little bit. Or our cultural and political situations will change to a degree where it'll just become a little bit less relevant. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if people in conflict riven parts of the world and we've got stuff popping off in potentially as if we look at things on news if which we've discussed before if we are led to believe that but whether or not we believe a certain story or another we know that there are very poverty-stricken very conflict-stricken parts of the world and i wonder whether people are checking their twitter feeds every five minutes or messaging one another i don't know maybe someone out there will have a constructive thing to say about that does it serve a purpose in those situations of connecting people of passing information personal information back and forth to say i am okay here we are come to this place because it is or this region because it is comparatively safer i don't know but i certainly don't think that we need smartphones to the degree that we have them and use them in, in this part of the world. No. And it's also a little bit like we talked about the personal space as well. Because mm. people... It's like you... Other people expect to get a hold of you 24 hours a day. And if they don't get a hold of you, they think that... I don't know what I think. They just make up their mind about what you're doing or what you're not doing. Mm. Why aren't you picking up the phone? But it's an emergency. Well, call the emergency number. Mm. I can't help with like, if there's a fire or call the ambulance or the police. That's really interesting. It's almost like nurtured a different kind of uh, dependency, need. Yeah. Uh, for the what... Has the message been seen? Has it been read? Yeah. If it has been, 
How long Why haven't he responded or yeah. she responded? And that is a pretty heavy indictment on our ability to be bold, trust what we think, mm-hmm. find things out for ourselves. But also, if you formulate something and send it to someone like a letter, I'm going to sit here and write this letter that I draft, then I'm going to type it out, then I'm going to print it, then I put it in the envelope or write it by hand and then send it. Mm-hmm. Might not come a response. No, until the later. The act has happened. Yeah. Um, maybe that comes back to your multitasking thing as well. Yeah. Well, the smartphone allows us to do several things not very well. <laughs> True. And then it's, we have Instagram messaging, and then we have Facebook Messenger, and then we have text messages. And this then we is have, where we commit social media suicide and just yeah, cut right. all the two-fook stuff and just uh, yeah. rely on the, the podcast coming out Yeah. with minimal, or not minimal, adequate, just to get it out to you guys. But uh, maybe we're a victim of our own uh, ambition in that respect. And we just have to trust the content and trust what we're doing. Make it available. Say where it is, but not beat you over the head with it uh, every five minutes. It doesn't mean it's any better. It won't change the nature of it. We're having fun either way. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate everyone who's listening, taking the time out of their day to... Listen to us ramble. Mm. Truth. Where do we rate it? The smartphone is highly overrated. Mm. We depend on it too much. Mm. I think we should... I'm probably going to give it a Fook score of... Four. Four? Yeah. Um, I'm, I can hear everybody else rating it as they're listening to this. Yeah. Because everyone's going to have the same sense of conflict. I don't think anybody's going to be jumping around saying, oh, my smartphone's amazing. It's the best thing in the world. Maybe some people think that. Maybe more than we think think that. But uh, I'm going to go... I'm feeling 3.5. Yeah. Uh, there's just that extra soury edge that... Uh, the self-hatred factor that uh, that I, I is so unpleasant despite the fact that it is enables me to share some of what I'm doing in my artwork and stuff. But, I mean, above and beyond that, I there are limits for sure. Wow, that was a useful chat. Yeah. That was a, a good old chanter. Chanter. Chanter, as we'd say, back in Blighty. I was wearing a wife beater shirt and maybe had a <laughs> napkin tied on my head with a can of special brew outside my house. I'm having a chanta with me mates. <laughs> with me mates. Yeah, Barry. You got a cold one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, we have trod, trodden, walked, navigated. Some Run. interesting territory here. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether to keep it diligent and hardline as we've been going or find something a little lighter, but at the rate we're on, we may be... <laughs> Marius is saying I should take it a bit more light, uh, yeah. light in a topic. Um, so I am going to go for... This sounds really light. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say it's enlightening. Yeah. Potentially. Um... This is a tricky one. I'm going to go for yoga. Okay. Yoga. 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 I don't really give a fuck about yoga. Me neither. (laughs) So we just strike that one off? Haven't tried it. No. I think I tried it once. I was asked to imagine a white light. I did. It was fine. Yeah. But I... Is it overrated? 
I think it's overrated in the contemporary cultural sense, but I think as a practice, yoga in its origins is terribly important and should be respected. But uh, I think it has a place in the current landscape that seems a bit disproportionate. And I'm everybody gonna... is running around with a yoga mats. And yeah, but I'm going to double down on yoga, and I'm going to maybe include training as well. Yeah. Uh, now, all big ups to people who want to train. Um, That's another. I think that should be a subject of it. Of well, I kind of think I. I mean, I agree, um, but I think it's the idea of framing a pursuit um that is more like a hmm yeah i'm not sure i think i've lost my momentum yeah <laughs> yoga is more hip yeah i mean it's just hyped up but i, I, I think like you, like you said it's i'm struggling because I, i i genuinely wrote this down as something to analyze and i almost feel bad flagging it up Because I have some really good friends who are teachers of yoga and practitioners of yoga, and I have super deep respect for them. I, I'm I'm not looking down at people that doing yoga, but I think it's too. I think I get grumpy maybe with what it symbolizes in a discursive sense. By which I mean, you hear people saying, "Oh, I'm going to yoga yeah. today." And I think that's better. I really almost gave up on the topic there, just so you know. Yeah. I nearly told you to stop recording because <laughs> I I felt I'd like run aground. But the important thing about this is to kind of talk our way through. And I, it isn't by any way a disrespect to the the practitioners of yoga as a no, practice. No, I think I think it's hard. I think it's like, and I also don't think I I think people doing yoga. In and at the time they are doing it, are having a genuinely rewarding uh, physical and mental experience. Yeah. What I think I struggle with is the the cultural baggage it has when it's talked about. When I am going to do yoga, it's almost like that's um, it, it. It's gonna get a sign of respect or or good job, man. Oh, good job with your oh. personal journey. Well done, you. You do yoga. Yeah, yeah. You do yoga. Yeah, I do yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yoga. Yoga. And is it something... Maybe we've got people listening to here who are practitioners or followers of yoga. Is that something that can be so generally mentioned? Is it like a flag to just say, yeah, I'm also on that path of... Doing yoga. Spiritual, personal development. I mean, the guy I know who is, without doubt, his name is Hamilton. He is... A very lovely man, and I've known him for quite a long time, and I have deep respect for him. You won't often hear him talking about the fact that he is a doing yoga. quite an advanced yoga teacher and and master of many styles and forms. What you do see is a very nice man, with comfortable in mat. himself. Oh no, the, the like one. when it's out and about, yeah. comfortable with himself, but also with the weight of the world adequately within his grasp. He's He's a he's an enlightened guy. Yeah. But he's certainly not talking about how much yoga he's doing. Uh he is the practice. Um, he is doing a lot of yoga. Yeah. 
Yeah, he is doing. He is actively pursuing it in his personal life. And like all the others that is just carrying around their yoga mats and doing it once a week or whatever. Yeah. So they can say, oh, I'm doing yoga. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, maybe it's, uh, maybe I can direct this criticism back at myself in a way. Uh, And and it's also a, a thing of affiliating yourself with something so that other people can see it. And I, having been, for example, I mean, I'm a massive music fan. And in my teens, I would wear T-shirts with band names and stuff. And I stopped doing it because I felt like if I'm genuinely going to have the name of a band on my T-shirt that can be seen by anybody who might see me and not talk to me, am I ready to defend like the politics and the material of that band en masse if... It comes to explaining it. Is that the kind of signal I want to give out? Um, now, whether I want to grow my hair or cut my hair or I have glasses or I wear shoes with a brand mark on them, that's one thing. Um, but if I'm going to suggest that my self can be affiliated with a lifestyle per se uh, via this sort of ancient pursuit, I, I think that's what I struggle with a little bit. I read books. What books? All of them. All of them. I like music. Okay. Can you be slightly more specific? And if you are more specific, can we get down to the nuts and bolts of this? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe what it comes down to is the commodification of yoga. Big up yoga. Big up people who do it for pursuit. But the 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 footloose, fancy free, in which uh, footloose and fancy free way in which saying I'm going to yoga yeah can mean and what it carries is something I feel a bit yeah eh. I don't care uh, what you're doing yeah I, I, don't, I just, don't just do it yeah if you please just do it yeah. enjoy it please just do it if Ni- you want to talk about it let's talk about it Nike 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 just do it just do it crikey Nike go Nike your yoga then yeah just, just do it um, don't multitask me Nope. in my mental space with <laughs> things that you might be doing or have done <laughs> get in do it come out again single task the yoga single task the yoga and then let's have a chat don't brag about it on your smartphone don't brag about it on your smartphone on the social media on the social media be zen af without having to uh <laughs> podcast it <laughs> oh no maybe there's yoga podcasts there probably is. There is. Is there? Most likely. Probably not about actually doing yoga. Or how do you podcast when doing yoga? That must almost be illegal. That's multitasking again, probably. It's maybe multitasking. <laughs> so, um, I hope I haven't ruffled any feathers there with any people who I know who are yoga practitioners or lovers of yoga. All um, respect to them. All respect to them. I'm just having a bit of a beef with the... Uh, the wannabes. The wannabes. And and uh, also how easy it is to take on such a profound practice uh, with uh, with such ease uh, as a rolled up mat and some lycra trousers. Yeah, you're not doing yoga if you're just doing it once a month. Yeah. Um, you're just trying yoga. You're not doing yoga. Oh, that's a hard line. That's uh, you got to commit. Are you doing yoga or you're trying yoga? Yeah. Well, then we got to. I mean, if we can be applying those things to our own life as well, then we're going to have to carry that mantle properly and be serious about what we're doing with that with that single tasking. Yeah. You're doing something or trying something. Yeah. 
I'm. Uh, oh, that was a good one. Yeah, doing something or you're trying something. Trying something, or you're doing something. You do it for you, Nike. Do it and then go back to being an anonymous thing. Yeah. Uh, don't brag about it yeah but you know what it's actually Hamilton the guy I mentioned who framed an area of my artistic practice in a way that had never been done before because I felt so guilty for like a couple of years that I should be trying yoga because everybody was talking about it and yet I knew this guy who was such a great teacher and I kind of hinted a couple of times that maybe I should try or maybe I should give it a shot and he never made a point of it he never pushed it he never said oh yeah come on down to the yoga studio we'll do a workout yoga workout he just yoga he almost just cut the conversation off because i think he saw that my energy was in a different line of then he thought well if i'll want to do yoga Mm. he'll ask me specifically to do yoga with him exactly and i respect the way he did that or try yoga with Mm. me and And then and then he can make up his mind if the this is something I want to continue doing, mm-hmm. or just let it be tried at once. Or and he he said, uh, I said again, I feel conflicted about my energy use and all of this, and and then when I'm painting, I get lost in it. And he said, but that's where you're doing your what would be considered the yogic exchange of energy is when you're when you're painting, when you're lost in that act is comparable to the state that is being worked with in yoga it's because you are within your doing yeah and whatever it is you're doing you do it wholly and then all the existentialist green lights will start lighting up because you are lost in the doing of the act you have become the task you are it the single task yeah and you don't have to then convince anybody of that and you don't have to feel guilty that you're not doing something else you're just within the task Mm mm-hmm and I thank him for that because it got me to a place creatively with my own work where I, it relieved me a lot. I could just do my work without worrying why or who it was for. It was, it was my journey. Um, so I want to big up that knowledge and I want to big up that experience from the yogic teachings. But I'm also going to say the general slapdash way of commodifying yoga is I'm going to give a bit of a... So the we're going to say the general idea of yoga. Um, the mainstream yoga? The mainstream. We're going to have to categorize it like that. Yeah. Because if we say yoga is a practice... I would say like... That's practice? super high. Yeah, like I would go 10 on that one. That's going to be 10 because that's personal development on the highest degree. Yeah. The mainstream but yoga? Mainstream yoga? Three. Three. Yeah. We agree on that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So a little in brackets, the teachings and pursuit of yoga for itself, high, high, tens. But mainstream yoga, commodified yoga, three. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get Get out of here. Get out of here. You couldn't, you left your yoga man in the car. You have to take it to the coffee shop. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. All Get right. out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Let's review our points, Marius. It's score time to see where we are at. He's looking at the spreadsheet. He's adding things up. I'm moving on the stool. This is interesting. I, I genuinely, from our first couple of episode, episodes... Episodes? Episodes. 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 Uh, episodes, when we were kind of like 
pretty high. I think it's uh, we were certainly looking at things to suggest the positivity factors for, and uh, it's been really nice to kind of lock into some stuff where we've really had to talk through it, find the light in the dark, and uh, challenge the Fuchs score. Let's not forget here, like the Fuchs score has really had to work on this one, uh, on this episode. Uh, it's up to the challenge. It's made of tough stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Marius is typing. He's single tasking. I'm single tasking. Yeah. See, he goes quiet when he's in his spreadsheet. He is the spreadsheet. Focus. <laughs> focus. 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 The focus group. How's all these additions working up here? Not good. Not good. Cool. It's not working. Okay. Okay, so we'll just have to sum it up real quick. And the. Uh... Well, we got multitasking to begin, out of the gates. Topic First topic of the week, uh, or of the episode, uh, was in with me giving it a four and Marley's giving it a two and the average of that is three and then we've got oil which we came to next the slippery subject of oil um black gold uh there's actually a uh, hipster cola producer in Stavanger called black gold really Svartgul 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 or the Svartgul yeah and it's actually good and I do not like cola Thanks to its mainstream producers. Um, so that uh, I gave it six point five, and Marius gave it four point five, which is a mean average of five point five. Five point five. And then we moved on uh, like a signal through the air uh, to smartphones. Booyah! Yeah, I gave it Fuchs score three point five. I gave it Fuchs score four, which gives us a three point seven five. And then last but not least, we're going to have to actually write it mainstream yoga. Mainstream yoga. Mainstream yoga. We both gave a round, deflated, shriveled three, uh, making the average three. So, Marius, in ascending order, what what is our top topic of the week? Our top topic is then oil. Oil. At 5.5. Wow. And I think perhaps the most head-scratching topic we've talked about uh, in terms of how much we had to work on that one. Yeah. But that that we could have done like the yoga. We could have separated it. Yeah. But... But that wouldn't have been such an interesting debate. No. And it wouldn't have given the time maybe to talk it out. True. 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 True that. True that. True that. As we reach the zenith of our episode, uh, the summit of our discussion... Um, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to know what you give a fook about, or what you don't give a fook about, or whether you're scratching your head and you need a little bit of help. So, Marius, what are our contact details? Where can people find us on their smartphones? Irony of ironies, mm-hmm. or on their PCs and desktops, personal computers, personal computers, data machine, data machine. Uh, they can find us at Instagram mm-hmm. over at. Two Fooks. Two Fooks. Or Facebook. Mm. Two Fooks. With, with the uh, triple O. Mm. Or they can write us an email. Yep. At uh, info mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. com. How delightful. Yep. And uh, have we got anything to add? I think we should add a value item. A value item. We forgot that on the other episode. That's true. Consistent as we are, we got wrapped up in our dialogue, but yeah. we want to give a value item each week to uh, 
Well, something that's popped up, something that has been really helpful, something that's been super tasty or relevant. And um, I guess because Marius went first uh, in the previous time we did it, I better go first. Um, now I am going to say my value item is your local independent uh, bike shop. Ooh. Because I'm very lucky, uh, I think, to have a bike store near where I live run by one guy and he does absolutely everything himself. But you might have a shop run by one person in your town or nearby where you are and that person takes all their time and all their life to open the doors, wash the windows, fix the things, meet the customers, do the accounts, tidy up. Does he clean his own windows though? He might not clean his own windows. That's an excellent point. There might be business in it for you there. I'll have to check you out. Uh, And uh, yeah, tidy up, switch lights off, go home and do it again every single day, week in, week out. And the type of relationship you can build with a small shop owner is amazing. And especially with my bike, I'm so grateful that I can just call in and say, it's making a kind of funny noise here, or I've got a bit of a problem with this, or I'm not sure what's happening there. And he'll just take a look. Look! He'll have a look! He'll have a fix if it needs fixing, or he'll be honest and I will trust him. Uh, And then I can go on my way. And uh, if everything's fine, then I feel super good about that. And if uh, I need to drop it in for a service, then I will, and I feel like I'm being looked after. And I think you can say that for, yeah... I give a fuck in my value item about small business owners. Big up small business owners, Sup- of which you are one too, I my am. good man. Support your local businesses. Yeah, because that's what you got. Yeah. If if everything goes down and the global capitalist structure crumbles, you've, local got, businesses. The, you've got your local businesses. People are, people are resourceful. Yeah. They're not going to give you what you don't want. That They're is true. give you what you do want, what mm-hmm. you need. What you need. What you need. What you need. Well, I think that's good. What about you, my man? I discovered a new album. Okay. From an artist in America America. called Canyon City. Okay. He released um, a new album called Bluebird. Okay. Bluebird by Canyon City. Yeah. Mm. It's um, folksy kind of, like downbeat, like really enjoyable music to mm. listen to while you're doing whatever you're doing mm. that sounds nice check it out I will do it's good I'm just going to drop the name of my cycle workshop as well it's Sikkelwerkstede in Hilleborg Sikkelwerkstede yeah big him up he's so busy he might not thank you <laughs> might not thank me for bringing more customers <laughs> but I just wanted to say in case people want to support that Sikkelwerkstede yeah or the one near you and uh, Canyons Canyon City Canyon City Bluebirds is another Ooh. value item from you so great we hope that what we're focusing on and what we're discussing is enjoyable for you guys whether you're on the bus train sofa kitchen table bed garden boat wherever you are this is for you from us from us and uh, until next time 